and welcome to another voluntary episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I've lost about 145 pounds. And with me today is... Donald Weigel, voluntarily here <laughs> on the couch next to you recording another episode. I have lost about 100 pounds. Amazing. And uh, we've both kept it off for, I don't know, two and a half years? Something like that. Something like that-ish. Yeah, it's a thrilling yeah. opener. It's uh, it's early here in uh, Wolt Place, USA. Yeah. Uh, it is hot because it's summer. Donald loves talking about temperature with people. He oh, nothing yeah. better than him. Ooh, it's a hot one. No, like Ooh. when it's super hot, people reminding me how hot it is outside is one of my favorite things. He hates talking about it's the great. heat, but here we are. I'm talking about it, and he has to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but we're recording early. We've only had like one cup of coffee each, so we're maybe not the brightest and the freshest yet. But- <laughs> Don't tell people that. They're going to think that this episode is subpar. It is above no, par. It In is fact, above par. I believe this is going to be the best episode we've ever done. I agree. I like your positive thinking. Yeah, so. exactly. I like. I am positive it's going to happen. Yeah, speaking of positive things that have happened, yeah. uh, we were on Reddit. Did we tell you that? <laughs> yeah, I think we've uh, talked about how much we've been on Reddit about 800 times in the last few episodes. Uh, if you're a new listener because of the Reddit, welcome. Thank Hi. you so much for being here. Hello. But uh, we are con- uh, continuing. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a series on uh, deeper dives, maybe some different angles uh, on some things that we were asked about on Reddit. And today is no exception. It's uh, number two in that series. Number two. Exactly. Uh, so we were asked uh, three different questions, which may on the surface seem unrelated. These don't seem to go together at all. It's like one of those great movies where they have three different plots and then at the end it yeah. all comes together. This is this is going to be one of those things. Yeah, I don't know how many Sesame Street watchers we have out here. Or maybe it was the <laughs> electric company. But, you know, the they used to do that thing like one of these things is, is not, not like, like the, the others. Other. Well, this is the reverse of that. It's like all of these all things, of these are things the same. seem like they're not like the others, but eh, I don't know. Anyway. We'll wordsmith it. Yeah, most. we'll figure it out. So um, we got asked, uh, the first question was, and I'm terrible at these usernames, uh, was you know from- I like just names. It was either Anna Martin the Third. Or Anna Martini with three eyes, and I'm not sure. Uh, but she asked, Catherine, how did you get Donald on board with weight loss? Um, and she goes on to to try and ask for some suggestions on how to get her husband on board. Um, and then the second question uh, that we were asked was, do you have suggestions for people trying to lose weight, but their family, family and friends are not supportive? So kind of the opposite, like... You're trying to lose weight, but your family and friends aren't they sound supporting like you. Winners, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, lastly, um, oh, that that question was for from uh, Mama Ladybug twenty six. Oh, and I like to imagine that there were twenty five other Mama <laughs> Ladybugs out there, and and she was like, okay, I'm going to try fourteen. Nope, didn't work. Yeah. And then she got all the way to twenty six and was like, uh, um, and was like, that's it. This is the one. Um, and then, lastly, from Happily Mrs. Uh, was the username. Um, she asked about the UK government is now taking increased steps to try to make us lose weight after Boris Johnson had COVID and was in ICU. Boris Johnson is the prime minister of the UK. PM. Our American listeners out there, I'm not confident you know that, but. <laughs> See, I thought like Maggie Thatcher was, I don't know. Yeah. I, 
I thought the Pope was like Santa Claus when I was a kid. Like right. it just went on forever. And I thought Margaret Thatcher was like forever. But it turns well, out. Well, when I was growing up, that was the only prime minister we had for like. The PM. I mean, it was years and years and years. Um, so anyway, uh, it was basically, should governments be try, try to encourage people to lose weight with, you know, various programs, et cetera. So these three questions, you might say to yourself, how are Catherine and Donald going to tie all of these together yeah. in like a quick 30? How are they going to make it work? But well, we're not, we're going to talk for two hours. No, but we're, we've talked about this before. I guess we could just say that with every single thing. Yeah. But this episode, we're going to talk a lot about recruitment versus volunteering for weight loss and the importance of the volunteer aspect, because I don't think we have ever been bullied or forced into weight loss in a positive way. Like, no, certainly not. I mean, there's an old expression uh, that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes. And I feel like that's really applicable to all three of these questions. And I I don't believe that I have ever been, you know, kind of uh I I saw like a PSA for not doing drugs and suddenly I was like, you know what? I guess I won't do drugs. I was just <laughs> about to do it. Um but now I'm changing my mind. And we uh we have a neighbor um who is a personal trainer and um he'll never listen to this so I can talk about it and we've talked about it before, but he approached me uh, at one point and was like, hey, has, uh, you know, has anybody ever offered to help you with your weight situation? Which was horrifying, actually, <laughs> to have somebody do that. And, um, you know, but I thought his heart was probably in the right place. And he offered to train me for free for a while. And so I did that. And um, I really felt, though, extremely pressured because I have a hard time uh, saying no to people when they ask me to do things. I've gotten much better at it recently, but the methods he used and the diet he put me on and- Which was the, like an actual diet, yeah. not a like new way of living. It was a regimented right. diet. Yeah, it was basically eat a, you know, drink a protein shake in the morning, have a very small meal for lunch, and then a protein shake for dinner. And like that was the my whole existence. And I did that for a while and I did lose weight, but I never felt like I wanted to be there. I didn't enjoy the intense exercise. I was being, uh, I don't know, forced to do is maybe a bit strong, but it felt forced. Well, and there's nowhere to hide because he's our neighbor. So he right. knows, like he sees our comings and goings. And he also wanted to chat with me about my yeah. weight loss. And at the time I had very poor boundaries also. And he actually said to me, like, Catherine, you're so beautiful. Like, you could be a model. You'd be at the whole package if you just lost, like, 100 pounds. Like, yeah. then you'd be the whole package. And at the time, Which I, everyone loves to hear. Yeah. But I didn't have the personal boundaries to say, like, that's not okay. Like, I'm not going to be bullied into weight loss. But he had this plan. We're going to work out every day. And you're going to have a shake meal shake. And if you're really good, you can have like seven blueberries and yeah. maybe eight almonds. Like yeah, he would seriously, day. there'd be things like, okay, why don't you eat three almonds? <laughs> like that was actually like a thing. But he like, it felt, it felt like something I needed to do. I was being recruited. He was right there. I couldn't really hide from it. Donald was doing it. And it was absolutely miserable. In a lot of ways, though, I'm glad it happened because I feel like all of these things that I did 
throughout my adult life before finally what I've what I'm doing now. I feel like I had to do lots of things the wrong way before realizing that what yeah. the right way was. I mean, in in a way, it's similar to like dating people and you you date people and then when you find the one in my case Catherine um <laughs> it I really knew it was right because it felt so much different and so much it felt better easier yeah it didn't feel like I was like I mean even with me I didn't feel like I was faking I didn't feel like I had to put on a false front right like, and and you know I could really be myself etc and it, it was almost like that with diet and exercise plans you know it was just kind of like hey wait a minute this actually feels right this feels like something I can keep doing and I enjoy doing it and the you know point here is when I did stop with him I didn't keep any of the habits no. that I had and the weight came roaring back on with a vengeance and added some more to it, you know, that that I didn't have before I was working out with him. And so I know in hindsight for sure that that was completely the wrong move because none of it stuck with me and none of it were habits that I could continue doing for the rest of my life. Well, and I have um Various family members, some who are in good shape, who have tried to recruit me into their way of eating, whether it's a green smoothie or, you know, this is the way to do it. You know, if you just have fruit juice in the morning, you're fine. Oh, if you detox, if you do this and that. And it felt very much like an attack, like someone was trying to sell me a timeshare or perfume at yeah. Macy's. And all I wanted to do was avoid because it felt like I, and I, I, I can't remember, I don't know what I talk about on the podcast versus in my real life, but I felt like I was a project to someone. Yeah. I felt like every time that I saw the person, they were trying to recruit me into their one way of doing something. Yeah. And when you feel like someone in your life who maybe loves you and cares about you, if you are just seen as a project to them, like you're trying to sign up for that, you know, like that plan – you avoid that person yeah. because you don't feel like, oh, hey, how are you? Hey, let's hang out. Let's do whatever. It's like, as soon as I see that person, they're going to ask me what I'm doing or, hey, should you be eating that? I thought you were on a diet. Like whenever you feel judged like that, it builds some resentment and it builds avoidance also. And I, I never like being sold no. anything. You know, I, want, I don't want to be sold anything I want to buy. <laughs> right. I want to be presented with I, – I like getting a lot of facts before I commit to something, before I buy anything. I like gathering lots of information, but I don't want the hard sell on anything. And if somebody tries to hard sell me anything – especially a diet or exercise plan or I guess anything involving money – I feel like they're trying to scam me and I oh, feel totally. like I'm no longer a human being to them, but that, you know, it's like a cartoon. Like I just am, they're looking at me and I become a dollar sign or something. Right. And it felt that way when people were trying to, you know, get me on their well, diet or exercise plan. And especially now, and I think our neighbor also sold like a, a diet program called Isogenics. Can we say that on I don't know. I guess we just did. <laughs> All right. But he had a plan that was like, oh, you take these supplements and you take the shake and you do whatever. And when there is a financial buy-in to yeah. someone else's caring about you, it feels really sketchy to me. I mean – Yeah, for sure. And not to say that – 
you know, meal supplements don't work for people and that certain things aren't a, a good plan. But when I feel, I think I mentioned this too, like I knew someone who was selling some beauty products and I knew them for five years and saw them at a party and they're like, hey, Catherine, how's that T-zone going? I'm yeah, like, what exactly. are you talking about? You don't even know where I work. We've known each other for 10 years and suddenly you want Donald, information. you could get a much better shave if you... <laughs> yeah, and it just feels like, okay, now I'm just being sold into something and, exactly. and nobody really cares. But Being seen as a project feels like an attack. And if you are a spouse or you have a sweetheart or anyone who you see as a project, they'd be great if they just did what I was doing. Hey, I've already lost 50 pounds. Why aren't they coming to me asking me for advice? When when you get on that pedestal and see someone as a project, you're dehumanizing that person. And instead of enriching someone's life, hey, why don't we go on a walk? Hey, how about we, you know, make a salad together? That doesn't feel like an attack. But when you feel like someone is just trying to sell you a bridge, like it builds that resentment and that, you know, even if it's in your best interest, you're like, I'm not doing that. Like, I hate you. You know, even if it's like, you know, that rebellious tendency of not doing what's right for you. And and I've oftentimes, you know, we've done episodes about not waiting for motivation to come around. But even even knowing that and even knowing that motivation is fleeting, then it's still you have to be ready to do something. I don't think you can just be forced into it. I don't I don't think I've talked about this that much on this show, but I had some heart issues uh, back in 2005. My cardial far traction or yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know, I can't even remember exactly, but you know, no one ever exactly called it a heart attack, but basically it was like in the heart attack family. Yeah. <laughs> There's a heart attack family. There's junior heart attack and mama and papa heart attack. Um and then the beautiful cousin yeah, for, some, for reason, some reason, like on the monsters. Um so <laughs> um but even that, even like going into the hospital for that and having all the tests and seeing a cardiologist and, and having all of the echocardiograms and everything, none of that really scared me straight. And I think that there was just a sort of a barrier, and I don't really understand why, but there was just sort of a barrier of like, well, if I have a heart attack and die, that doesn't seem too horrible. But for some reason, when I got my diabetes diagnosis back in whenever it was, a few years ago, 2016, I guess, that the consequences of going blind or losing a limb, I was like, oh, I'll still be alive but not be able to see anything? Like, yeah. that was enough to scare me straight, so to speak. But even then, I still didn't want to jump into yeah. some, you know, heavy exercise, shake meal, shake plan. Well, and I think, too, with the heart attack at the time, there was clear and present danger. Yeah. You know, it feels urgent and it feels, you know, I I think we related it to, like, getting a speeding ticket. Like, it's just happened. You're super white-knuckling. Like, making sure you're you're complying. But then after a year, well, the numbers are more in line and you seem to be – you've lost a little bit of weight and it's good. And that danger, it's like it's a – it's a punctuation mark that's in the past, whereas diabetes yeah. is an ongoing, forward-looking degeneration that if you don't correct course, it's happening. There's no, it happened and it's over. Like, I had diabetes one day. It's like, right. it's degenerative and it presents, like, future danger. Well, and even though I've lost the weight and I have my blood sugar under control, I will still have to get 
my blood tested, you know, every few months for the rest of my life to make sure that it hasn't come back. And so I just have to constantly be vigilant about it. And it is an ongoing thing that that did really scare me straight. But you can't, you know, people in your life can't wait to be scared straight. I mean, it's not... Yeah, it must be nice to be scared straight into something like... Yeah, and, and you you know, getting your, in this, according, you know, this one question, getting your husband on board or should the government try and, you know, encourage people to lose weight? I'm not saying that the government shouldn't try to encourage people, but I'm not sure how effective that really is. Well, and I don't think we've ever been scared. You know, a long-lasting relationship isn't based on fear. <laughs> like, that is not right. a healthy relationship. So one of the questions we got was, if we hadn't lost weight, would COVID have been enough to scare us into weight loss? Because there are yeah. signs that COVID is related, you know, the, the susceptibility is related to weight and that kind of thing. And I would say it would not because no relationship based on fear has ever lasted for me. I will tell you what, I will 100% guarantee you if it had happened five or six years ago, not only would it have not gotten me to lose weight, <laughs> I probably, if I was sheltering at home, I would have used it as an excuse to stuff my Oh, yeah. No, face. support local businesses. All, so su- many bananas. Support, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so much banana bread. <laughs> so much banana bread. I would have been like, you know, making, you know, sourdough, sourdough yeah. starter like all over the place. I would have been, you know, ordering so much takeout and delivery that I, I would have probably gained 20, 30 yeah. pounds being stuck at home. I would have definitely used the stress of it as an excuse to eat. I mean, I'm sure that's what would have happened. Right, it's not fair. Exactly. But tying into that sort of the the fear-based or the project-based weight loss, when you see someone else as a project, when you use or hope that fear will guide your choices, it might last for a very short time. It might be enough of a, you know, like a, a short-burning catalyst to get you going. But fear doesn't keep you in a healthy lifestyle. And I think for the listener who asked about getting their spouse on board, Board, the idea of adding to your life, adding a, you know, a practice of going for a walk after work or making food together that's healthy, trying a new recipe, that kind of just living by example. Yeah. I think I said, like, um, don't preach practice. And you can't help but quietly affect those around you by, hey, I'm going to go walk to Rite Aid. Do you want to walk with me? Hey, we're going to walk to the library. Do you want to go with me? Yeah. Let's go walk to get coffee instead of driving. Like those micro changes actually do matter. There's actually someone in uh, Walt Place, Jill. Let's call her Jill because that's her name. We'll call her Jill. She said that um, she actually used that, like, hey, Catherine and Donald from We Only Look Thin said we should blah, blah, blah. I was about to bring that up. Do you want to hear something really annoying? She said that her boyfriend has lost 25 pounds by, like, just listening to her say things that Catherine and Donald say. Must be nice for him. Well, our friend Rebecca joked that you were lucky that I got diabetes. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Because that made it easy to get me on board. But even so, I, I was very reluctant to take advice from you, oh, which, yeah. which seems, it seems counterintuitive, but... But it feels judgy. Yeah, like, it feels super judgy. But when you would say to me, well, Heather on Half Size Me says, or, yeah, no or Gretchen Rubin on Happier says, you know, I 
I would take that advice and be like, oh, well, that does actually make sense. Where if you had just said, well, I'm telling you, this is how you need to do and think about I'm it. I'm just really glad you didn't Google Heather half size me and be like, this hasn't been a Heather and half size me for 25 years. <laughs> you Sorry, that's a my favorite murder yeah, <laughs> reference. Yeah, exactly. But that, when I started losing weight, Donald wanted nothing to do with it. And I could not wait for him to want to change his life. Yeah. I came from a point of just being so exhausted and so put upon that I knew I needed to change my life. And I couldn't wait for Donald to get on board with that. I started eating off of smaller plates. I started weighing and measuring my food. And for four months, he wanted nothing to do with it. And I had to for keep sure. my eye on how, like, the way I feel affects our marriage. And the more I just waited for him to get on board at the same time, like I did that for 20 some years and yeah. it didn't work. I had to do it for me. But starting to walk our daughter to school, I, hey, do you want to come with me? Okay, sure. Like that's not going to make any difference. Okay, well, why don't you walk with me anyway? Like yeah. those, you know, living by example was much better than me threatening him. For sure. And I think that you have to know the types of people that are in your life, your family and friends, and whether you're trying to recruit them or you're trying to get them to be more supportive, you can, you know, first of all, one approach is you can actually talk to them. And I think a lot of, a lot of family members, when they don't want to be supportive, I think that it comes from a place of them feeling attacked by your behavior. Yeah. And there's that phenomenon where if you're at a party and you're not drinking, you have all of these people around. At least I've experienced it many times. All of these people around that are like, hey, come on, come on. We can't have fun if you're not drinking. And I think a lot of that is if people see somebody doing a behavior that makes them feel guilty about what they're doing, it can oftentimes, you know, turn into them not being supportive of you because they don't want to do that. So trying to talk to them and say, hey, I'm not attacking your lifestyle. I'm doing this for me. I need to do this because I want to do it. And you do whatever you want and makes you feel comfortable. I would just appreciate you supporting me and not judging me and not trying to hold me back because I need to do this for myself. Well, and we've said this before too. It's okay to not get up on a soapbox and announce what you're doing. For sure. Because there have been plenty of times in the past where I have announced, you know, I'm following this plan now and it is the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So say we all. Exactly. And, like, and then six months later, you're off of it or two weeks later, you fall off of it and your credibility is diminished because I mean, and for me from age, what, 15 to 41, I went on and off plans. I said I was fixed. I knew the one yeah. weird trick to get it done. And when you fall off track, your family might not want to support that dynamic of yo-yo dieting also. And it might even be that they just don't want to see you get hurt. And so, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to put a lot of pressure on you because in their minds, when you fail, it, there's going to be a bigger crash than there would have been otherwise. Right. But you don't have to, with the people around you, you don't have to announce, oh, I'm on a diet or, oh, I'm following Weight Watchers or whatever, because you do get that, you know, hey, I thought you were on a diet. Oh, you can eat that on your diet. Oh, is that all you're eating? Oh my gosh, you're eating all of that. Like the, you know, that, um, 
Goldilocks, like too hot, yeah. too cold, just right. Suddenly, every but everyone becomes uh, like the, the judge of the perfect amount of food, the perfect you know plan that you should be eating. Yeah, and everybody's an expert. Everybody knows how to do it better than you do, you know. And so they're all going to give you their opinion. So sometimes just doing what you're going to do and keeping it to yourself is definitely the best approach. Right. And we've talked about it before, too, that like, oh, well, I'm not the one who makes food in the house. Like, how do I deal with the portions? Okay, well, have the spaghetti bolognese, but have it as a very small portion of your meal, and then make a giant pile of sauteed mushrooms and cabbage to have as your primary. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to say like what the plan is, but like, oh, wow, I really like this mushroom combination. So I'm going to have more of that. Like you can just supplement a more decadent food with, you know, a high bulk pump up the volume meal and not announce like that's five smart points or whatever. You can just go quietly into it. And from that, from living by example for a while, people go like, oh, wow, she's continuing to do that. That's great. Oh, wow. You know, I'm when I was losing weight, I would have a little bit of Ben and Jerry's every night. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't me going off the rails or being crazy. It was just something that I factored into my experience. Yeah, there's an old joke, uh, at least it's old in my world, where it says, how can you tell if somebody's vegan? And the answer is, don't worry, they'll tell you. Right, and we're only saying this, we were actually vegan for like eight years, so we're not Yeah, like dentists telling dentist jokes, anti-dentites. So, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's you know, the idea is that you don't have to be that person who, you know, if if you refuse a second helping, you don't have to say, well, it's not part of my diet or I'm trying to cut back. You can just say that you don't want it. Like, you don't have to make it a thing. Yeah. And I mean, and I did that for a really long time, just announcing everything that I was doing. And I found that not everyone needs to hear your story. My grandmother would always second guess what I was eating, my portion sizes. Oh, you'll never fit into that. Loved her so much. Wonderful woman. But on the weight loss side, she was not the person to show me support. And I think we often think that our family and our friends need to support and, you know, accept every single part of our lives. And we're different around different people. We, you know, Don, you know, work Don is not home guy don no. and comic-con don is not home definitely don. <laughs> not definitely not you know but we have these different faces that we show different people and it doesn't mean that we're being you know duplicitous it just means that there are things that i talk about in Walt's place that i just don't share with my family they're not my audience and it's okay to compartmentalize and if the people in your life are not supportive of your goals find people who are join a virtual club join a virtual We'll meet up right now. COVID, everything is virtual. I could just say virtual. Listen to a virtual podcast for support. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I know that uh, we both talked about not being sold anything, but you know, we have an online support group that you can join if you're looking for support. Uh, outside of your circle of family and friends, there are other ones out there. Um, and, uh, you can, you know, find them online. And sometimes your, your best, you know, I don't want to say last resort, but your best resort is to go outside of people who actually know you face to face because, I find that it's much easier a lot of times to really spill my guts to strangers, which is a very weird thing. But 
it makes me feel very self-conscious sometimes yeah. talking about, you know, deep feelings with people who actually know me well. I mean, not Catherine, but other people in my family circle. And before we started this, you were talking about you've got certain family members, you know, the ones who saw you as a project that you just don't even want to engage with at all no, about, about I don't. these issues. I don't. And even after losing 145, 150 pounds, I still get email solicitations of like, hey, did you know that sugar is rotting your face off right now and i'm like you know what i'm okay with my face rotting off from sugar right now that's not my priority yeah you you really should try clean eating yeah oh my gosh (laughs) clean eating is one of my least favorite phrases on the planet well and depending on the phase you're in whatever it is whether you're vegan or vegetarian or paleo or clean eating right whatever phase you're in you might interact with people who you link up with for a little while on your journey venture who share the same path with you for a little while and then you go separate ways um a woman um speaking of not being recruited but rather being invited uh bernadette let's call her bernadette (laughs) was a mother at uh my daughter's elementary school and i had lost some weight and she came up to me and This was actually really lovely. She was like, you look amazing. You are doing such a great job. Hey, I go to this high-intensity interval training uh, boot camp in the morning, and here is a voucher for, like, a week of free classes. If you ever want to join, whatever, like, if you're up for it, not up for it, I know you're doing your own thing, but if you'd like to try it out, here's a coupon. That's a way to do it. And it was really lovely to be seen as, like, part of the Cool Kid Club, and it felt like... I was like, oh my gosh, she sees me as a fit person who like wants to be part of this. That felt empowering to me. And that trial also, that instead of, hey, why don't we work out together every day for six months? It wasn't that. It was, hey, give it a try for seven days. Hey, do you want to join me in a yoga class? Do you want to try that out? Hey, do you want to join me in a hit class? And I found that it didn't work for me. But given being given that opportunity to try it out felt much less scary than hey, you know, I get a free toaster if I sign another person up for my, you know, right, class. Right. It was from, you know, a place of, of generosity and, and fellowship instead of judgment. And that felt great. And being in a position where you can try something out and then see if it works and not like Donald said, maybe sometimes things work, maybe sometimes things don't. And it's okay to evolve and to change your group based on where you are in that evolution. And you were also talking about that that sounds very similar to the five love languages. You were talking about, you know, when you are trying to get a family member or spouse to to do healthier things rather than preaching to them, try and use their their five their love language. Know them better so that you can destroy them. But right, if you're, right. you know, if your uh, sweetheart or your friend is an acts of service person, you could do something like, "Hey, I prepped uh, vegetables for this week, so if you wanted to take vegetables to work for your salad, they're already ready for you." Like, "Oh, wow, thanks. That makes it easy for me. That's something I wouldn't have done." Or like, "Hey, I already pre-portioned a bunch." 
of lunches to take to work. Um, I set out your gym clothes for tomorrow. Um, or if you're a uh, quality time person, hey, I'd love it if we got in the practice of going on a 10 minute walk in the morning before work. I feel like we watch TV a lot, but we don't really connect. How about we start going on a walk? That's yeah. adding that's adding something nice to your life instead of like, you know, hey, let's go to the gym oh, is what people say. <laughs> yeah. And for those who may not know, uh, The Five Love Languages uh, is a book. Uh, I'll, I'll link to it on Amazon and you can read more about it online. And it's about identifying the way people like to feel love. And um, there's acts of service, there's quality time, there's gifts. And um, if you know, physical touch. yeah, physical touch. If you know your partner's love language, uh, you can kind of uh, use it against them in a way and uh, get them to uh, perhaps uh, engage in a healthier behavior that they might not otherwise do. Yeah, I mean, and it not just using it against them, but even if they're... I didn't mean to say yeah, it that yeah, way. I no, was no, trying no. to be funny, but... No, but, you know, it's like, oh, you're losing my using my love language against me. But even if they are a words of affirmation person, if you go on a walk together and go, wow, I really love this time with you. It feels so special to have this time to really, like, connect with you. And I feel like everything goes so fast right now. It, it's nice to be able to prep dinner with you and spend some time together like all of that is about adding to your life not restricting hey how about we go on a seven-day detox where we don't eat anything but drink cayenne lemon water and maybe throw up a little does that sound fun oh like, <laughs> man which i actually did um but like it's not about nose to the grindstone you know scared straight um you know, taking it on as a project, a seven day detox, a seven day fix, like we are in this for our lives. Like if we don't keep health and fitness in our mindset, we're going to go back to our old sedentary lives that were much smaller than our lives now, like that we're connecting with people around the world. I don't I mean, I don't want to say that we're, you know, the top internet tastemakers. Oh, no, we're, we're the ambassadors of weight loss around the world. Around the world. Yeah. But that, I mean, that Reddit asked us to, you know, that they respected our opinions enough to want to share us with a larger audience means so much. And being featured on other podcasts and being at a point now, I think we talked about it, where people that we don't know actually follow us. We have connections from previous groups or whatever and people follow us but when we hear that people are you know that we don't even know in south africa are following us we had questions on the ama from the uk we had uh, one from brazil i mean you know it's uh people all over the place and it it means so much to know that that message of sustainable habits and adding to your life not restricting it really matters we're not here to scare you in you know with statistics um, though math is scary sometimes, but we're not here <laughs> to scare you into weight loss or health. We are doing this because we want to enhance our lives. We have bigger, happier lives now. Our circumstances are the same, like our jobs, our stress is the same, but the way we approach it is different than it was before. The fear factor is not ever the way that we have you know it doesn't no. work with raising children it doesn't work with like having pets it i also didn't like that tv show fear factor oh, no. <laughs> too many bugs um but we're not here to scare you 
And your job in life is to not scare the people around you. It is to enhance your life as best you can. And if other people follow suit, that's great. If it takes other people in different directions, that's okay too. It doesn't mean that you're broken because someone hasn't decided to jump on board with you. Sure, it's easier that Donald and I are following the same path, but there are plenty of people in my life that I love and spend time with who aren't projects, who I just, you know, like, hey, let's go for a walk, let's go grab coffee. And that works perfectly. No one has to be and do the exact same thing that you do in in order to be part of your life. But watch out for anyone who you see as a project. It is much better to be a cheerleader than it is to act like you're going to teach someone against their will. Because that doesn't go great when nobody wants to learn what you're teaching. No, it certainly does not. Uh, but if you're listening to this show, then you uh, obviously are looking for what we're teaching. And we appreciate you found it. <laughs> each and every one of you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We are grateful for all of you and uh, appreciate all of your support. And uh, if you would like to hear more of this, uh, we've got a whole bunch of other episodes that are available wherever you found this podcast. You can also find all of our episodes on our website, weonlylookthin.com. Um, and you can also go there and click on the Join Our Support Group link. If you're looking for some outer accountability, a new circle of people, uh, it is our online support group for women, and we're very, very proud of it and the, the work that goes on there. Yeah. And if uh, if that's a little too much for you right now, you can just follow us on the socials, which include uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And if you have questions for us uh, that we didn't talk about or that uh, weren't asked on the AMA, or if you just have uh, some episode ideas or you want to tell us how you've successfully recruited family and friends, <laughs> uh, you can reach... You don't want to recruit people. You can <laughs> You know Listen what I to mean. This you know what I mean. You can reach out to us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, lastly, I guess, if you would like to uh, help us out a little bit, we would really appreciate if you'd go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a short review would be fantastic, or a long review if you feel so inclined. But uh, those really help uh, get the word out. It helps us turn up in search engines when people are looking for shows like ours. Exactly. So if you're still not sure about the difference between being scared straight or volunteering as tribute, just remember <laughs> that Donald and I are... An inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. <laughs>